hello, hello! Welcome back to another episode of Three and Ds. Hell yeah! <laughs> We're here. It's uh, myself, Matthew Leg, and we got Mario Narciso. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Justin actually is in the process of moving back from Alberta to Vancouver. Or not, unfortunately. It's great. <laughs> We're gonna have him back. Watch out! Watch out, Vancouver. Unfortunately, Vancouver, Justin is back in town. <laughs> um so yeah we we figured uh we'd truck on we'd film the episode regardless just us two um and we we opted today to kind of go into the whole uh nba betting sphere um for this episode my favorite my personal favorite um an obscene amount um but before we get into that we just wanted to touch on the super bowl mari uh (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, who better to cover? I think I think this will be a fun way for us to cover the NBA in a way that isn't just analytically and like team winning driven, but in a way that degenerates such as us enjoy in the fantasy, daily fantasy, general fantasy, and uh, sports betting sphere, which is something that we love to do. Justin doesn't do as much, so we we thought we'd take this opportunity as Justin's gone to kind of uh, go into our glory days as degenerate betters. Speaking of mm-hmm. which, the Super Bowl Sunday was this weekend. Big betting day. Big hits for me, I'll be honest. I, I, I thought I did badly on the day. I started with like 100 bucks, um, and then ended with 60 That But that's including um, me hitting my Chiefs <laughs> bet, my preseason Chiefs bet, which got me 60 bucks. So I thought like, oh, I just straight up lost $100. But I looked again today, and my, and my big parlays actually hit. I didn't I didn't double check it, so I, I, I ended up over. Um a big one that oh, I yeah, had, the yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big one I had to put ten bucks on, uh, the Chiefs money line, hurts to score a touchdown, Mahomes over eighteen and a half yards, and Juju over thirty-seven rushing and receiving yards, uh, which is good money for me. And those all had that seemed like a lock to me. I think the odds ended up being plus fourteen hundred. Feels like a lock. Yeah, and I hit. Oh, yeah, one forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think where I ran into an issue is I thought Hertz would spread the love a little bit, so I had a lot of parlays sprinkled with a variety of Eagles touchdown getters, and that just didn't happen. Hertz a lot of Dallas a lot of Goddard love, hey, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot. I heard, of, you, I heard you cheering for throw it to Dallas, throw it to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I mean he got the yards and he got the receptions. It's just that with the TD too. It's kind of stupid. And how think? about the Gatorade? How stupid was that? Yeah, not showing up in a broadcast at all is. Uh, yeah, that was like half the fun. It's a miss by the NFL, league. frankly, yeah. and it's it's an embarrassment <laughs> to the to the league as a whole. Yeah. They wouldn't. And purple. Yeah. Just out of left field. Plus I had like eight hundred odds, I think. I had pink. I think I had red, pink, and I had a a touch on blue. You know, spread it out yeah. a bit. Hedge my bet. Yeah, spread the love. Who would have thought fucking yeah, purple? Yeah, should have mixed them together. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, color action. I'm technically <laughs> right then, aren't I? There's there's some reds and pinks and blues and a purple. Dude. I think so. Got to get into color theory. I won my uh, heads tails bet, which is huge. Um, I didn't what I I didn't bet on it, but I I had a mental bet on the Rihanna first song, and I, and honestly, I I should have seen it coming. Would bitch better have my money? I should have seen yeah. it coming. Honestly, makes a lot of sense. And the odds on that were like crazy. It's like eleven to one. So. Oh yeah, it wasn't even. 
yeah that's a big miss on my part and you know what we'll recover and we'll recover by uh by we, we have a big nba season kind of wrapping up here with a with the trade deadline now and we're going to start with all-star weekend as well a lot of betting to do here uh, as we mm-hmm. round into the playoffs especially in the west conference now with with things so in flux with big moves all across the board big teams who are out of the playoff race at the moment and we should go in i remember seeing something recently um it's like sports center finally featured the kings for once in their life but essentially the kings are they're two and a half games behind the second seed in the west um i think they believe behind the grizzlies um two and a half games behind and they're also two and a half games in front of the 10th seed in the west so it's it's just that yeah. easy to to slip from their current spot as the third in the west to anywhere else so it should be fun for us to bet on this i have some uh some good odds to to go over why don't you lead us off with a couple of your favorites or things that you're, you're you got your eye on yeah i mean for the mvp odds just really quickly bang this out so based off of the mgm grand which is kind of the vegas i don't know that's that's the gold standard i'd say we don't get it in canada but We'll just go off of that uh, for the odds for the MVP. So Jokic is minus 250. Embiid is plus 600. Giannis is plus 700. Luka is plus 1,200. Tatum is plus 1,600. And Morant is plus 5,000. Um, I kind of left it at there just because I don't think anyone else really has a shot at it. I think LeBron, if anything, if they make like just this massive run at it. LeBron's like plus... 30,000 yeah, exactly. or something. I, I might have put really, a little bit of money on that just to, just, <laughs> just, like to 10 bucks just to sprinkle it in there, but not even 10, two. Yeah. Um, so the one I liked pre today because Giannis went out with a wrist injury and it kind of looked tough, <laughs> it didn't look very good. So he might even be out like a few weeks now. I would have said Giannis. If we had recorded this this morning, right now it's about 9 p.m. on February the 16th. So they just play the Bulls, and he went down with a weird wrist injury. So depending on the severity of that, I kind of like Giannis at plus 700. Um, He's climbing the defensive player of the year odds. I think he's fourth now. Um, Brooke Lopez, teammate of his, is actually now in first, which is crazy to me. (laughs) Crazy to me. Um, so I, I really like that one for the MVP odds, just because if the Bucks can leapfrog the Celtics, which they very well can, and say the Nuggets drop a little bit and the 76ers don't keep up their strong pace that they currently have, like they slip to the four seed maybe, I feel like you'd be pretty hard-pressed to argue against a Giannis third-time MVP. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think this field is is tough. I conversations these days seem to be locked in on Jokic getting the third in a row, mm. um, which is interesting for a number of reasons. I I think people are starting to kind of catch on that it's a regular season. I mean, like people are kind of criticizing Jokic for not seeing playoff success. I don't think it's his fault necessarily. I don't think his team has really been geared ready for the playoffs with injuries and whatnot, and inexperience as well. Um, so that's kind of a, a thought I had is I, I I think Jokic could actually see if he sees that criticism, I'd love to see just a historic Jokic playoff run. Um but that's besides the point. Um in this field particularly, I, I, I don't love it. The one that I see most value on is Tatum plus sixteen hundred. Just cause the, the Celtics currently I believe still have the best record in the league. 
yeah. um, they they seem to be on track to keep that up. And if you know they if they end up as a sixty win team, for example, who's to say? You know, like you you pick the best player from the best team, and, and Tatum's been good all year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's He's a good team to be fair. Recently, though. Yeah, yeah, and and the odds kind of reflect that too because Tatum was actually the favorite. I think maybe like a fourth top way through the year. Bit, yeah, he he he's yeah. been up there, so I, that's why I kind of like the value here at plus sixteen hundred. I think that's a, yeah. a lot of money to make. Regardless, I I wouldn't bet against Jokic just because of the conversations we're having and the idea of voter fatigue seems to be gone in this year's conversations. Like people yeah, are just okay I, I with just giving it to Jokic really again. Understand that at all? Like, yeah. The narrative shifted from voter fatigue and it's whatever, the guy's averaging 30, 15, and 5. Like, a, another Giannis year. Like, Giannis is having the best year of his career, but it's it's overlooked now. Because even looking at him, they're kind of fatigued. And I, I don't really understand what happened. And it's kind of shifted the narrative, I think, to he should be MVP until someone knocks him off which I don't really understand because it's kind of taking the same perspective of like an NBA championship team. And well, the thing I is like, I don't necessarily disagree with that. You know, I, I, yeah, well, I don't why, disagree with it, but it's yeah. just why now? Yeah. Why now? <laughs> that, that, that's the interesting thing is we've never seen something like LeBron. Like we always talk about LeBron, even Kobe, Kobe's had one, well, he had one, one MVP. MVP. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and, and he was a top of the league for, I'd say, probably three years, four years. Like, the, the consensus kind of best pick. People always talk about how Steve Nash stole a couple of his. Even Dirk mm. maybe, might have stole one. But, yeah, I mean, if you're the best player in the league and you're the MVP, you really are the most valuable player in the league. Why shouldn't you win the MVP award? And it's funny. Mm. I, I'm not against it necessarily, but it's funny that it's changing here with Jokic. And I wonder if this is indicative of kind of future approaches to the MVP award or it's if it's just Jokic really just having a historic season, which he is. Um I I'd say he deserves to be in the conversation. I I'm just surprised that it's so much of a favorite. Um mm-hmm. given given the history of voting on the MVP, as he yeah. said. And it's also interesting, like I think this could just be as a result of everyone seemed to be having a good season right now like anyone anyone that i just listed is having an amazing season right now and by other seasons metrics like they could be the mvp front runner yeah so it's just interesting that the standings now have come back and seem to matter again because Jokic won it as the sixth seed last year and granted his team was awful yeah his sporting cast like his Next second, third, and fourth best player were just all hurt. Like they, they really he he took the team on his back there. But it's just interesting looking now. Um, you have Luca, he's arguably doing about the same thing. He's a bit higher usage rate and it's not as efficient. But and you have Kyrie now on that team, so it changes a little bit. But like they're the fifth or the sixth seed still, and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like not even close like i think that's not close we're gonna start getting close to the um is luke and like i I, i'm not i don't agree with this i'll be i'll be i'll I'll, I'll say this beforehand i don't agree with this but we're gonna get close to the kind of luca villain arc where every every nba star and we're seeing that with Jokic now every nba star is loved until they're good and then once they're good people start finding ways to hate them and i think we're gonna find that see that with luca as he you know he hasn't had a uh dominant 
winning season yet. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's led winning teams. Um, I think we're gonna start seeing that. We're starting to see uh, with with this Jokic conversation with uh, you know, people saying Jokic doesn't win the playoffs. Well, it's not a playoff. But I, I'd love to, anyway. I'd love to see Jokic dominate the playoffs. I'd love to see any of these guys win. For me, the best value here at MVP is Tatum plus sixteen hundred. I'll take that. There, there you have it. And so, just going to the team awards then for the season, because we're about half or more than halfway through the season, we're at the All Star break. For the NBA championship winner to host the Larry O'Brien. Um, we have the Boston Celtics at plus 425, the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 500, Phoenix Suns at plus 500, Denver Nuggets at plus 800, LA Clippers at plus 1100, 76ers at plus 1300, Golden State plus 1500, Mavs plus 1700, Grizzlies plus 1700, Cavs plus 2300, and Lakers plus 3400. And I'm just going to stop there because I feel like that's kind of I want to see the Lakers one just because for the goat card that'd be amazing. You know what? I I before we recorded this podcast, I put ten dollars on Lakers to win champion <laughs> plus thirty three hundred. I I actually really like it. Oh shit, sorry. I actually really like that. Um, yeah. I and and that's me being delusional. This is not me being a smart better. This is me being um someone who wants to see LeBron win again. Um, it's not a good bet. Don't do it. There's no value there. But I see value in it as a bad better. <laughs> Yeah, well, it'd just be so fun to see that happen. And like, I was watching the Pelicans game yesterday, and granted, they still don't have Zion, so sure. But like, I think everyone else is now healthy for them. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I think everyone, like Ingram was playing, McCollum yeah. was playing. They had Herb Jones, he's been in and out, Trey Murphy. Like, they had all their guys back. And they in the fourth quarter just took over and it's just such a fun team to watch now like out of just respect for LeBron and his legacy I've watched so many of their games or watch highlights of their games and it's so frustrating because they, there's like at least 10 games where they're up 5 to 10 in going to the fourth and then they lose it by one and then miss the last shot and yeah. lose and I don't think they're going to have that issue anymore and I fully expect them to make a run after the all-star break and i wouldn't be surprised if they even like clinch home court advantage for the first round yeah i i, I um they've never been a fun team to watch this whole year at all yeah. i think maybe the worst team to watch as far as good basketball goes like you you get to see the stars you get to westbrook ad and lebron but th- this collection of players actually just fits better even you know mo bamba is someone I'd love to see kind of play next to LeBron and play next to AD. You get to see AD at the four again. I think it'll be exciting. I, I, I love this. And to kind of tandem to that, I, I also put quite a bit of money into with my Super Bowl winnings, some of which I'll cash out, trust me. But with my Super Bowl winnings, I won't. I definitely will. I have to. I'm going to, I'm going to quote unquote, figure out how to cash it out and just end up betting it again. But um, Lakers to make the playoffs plus 170. It's positive odds for the players to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's oh that's God. something that I love value on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So well, is I that put, like with the plan? Obviously, you have, the playoffs are included, but you'd have to win out. Win the plan. Yeah. Wow. I like the. That's a lot. Plus 170. That's <laughs> it's pretty good. I, don't know. I think they're going to make the run. Yeah. I don't know if it's at all. But, um, 
<laughs> I, I'd be scared about them in the plan, you know. If they, I, but I think it's possible for them to make a a six seed. I think it's. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think it's likely. I think it's very, possible. I think it's maybe not realistic, but yeah, possible for sure. Yeah, and I'd cash that in. And then I don't know, like, then you play the Kings or the Mavs or like a team like that. The if it's the Kings, round, they could beat. The, like, this is me as a Kings fan. They could beat the Kings in the seven game. The Kings are not ready for the playoffs. If they face the Kings or the Mavs. Or like the Pelicans or someone like that. Yeah. Like that could just be crazy. All of a sudden, they're a series away from the West Final. They just need to LeBron it up. Maybe Golden State too, the Clippers. Yeah. I don't know. The West is just such a mess. Yeah. What if the Clippers get a high seed and then one of their two get injured? You don't know. I, I like the road. I like the road here. That's why I I kind of like Lakers plus thirty three hundred. Yeah. I I for these like. NBA championship is so interesting because, like, obviously it's so unlikely even at this point, and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, say if Giannis is broke his wrist tonight, then obviously the Bucks odds go to shit, and they have no shot this year. But it's always so interesting to me how high the odds are. Like, even if you're a favorite, it's plus four twenty five. It's the Boston Celtics, so yeah. you're getting good value regardless of where you're placing your bets, just because. I don't know. I, I like the Bucks here and and honestly still the Nuggets. I don't want to root for the Suns and KD just because he's had like I don't respect his career. <laughs> <laughs> he's a top fifteen player ever, but I just I don't You don't want him to win. I don't want him to win. I want Chris Paul. I want yeah. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a Chris Paul fan. Yeah, Chris Paul stand. Yeah. So I I like Nuggets a plus eight hundred Bucks at plus five hundred. The Clippers, I kind of want to see just because I put them put in money my, on that. Uh, the spread bet that we did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it's the first episode for all you new listeners out there. Um, and I think that would pretty much clinch it for me. Yeah, if they got the conference champion. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, Seventy six is also kind of nice because yeah. Embiid. Same B doesn't get hurt because he always just gets these random injuries in the yeah. second round. If he doesn't get hurt, like, look out. They kept Maxi, who's now performing what you want in your tertiary interior. Tobias Harris needs to figure it out. But if he figures, like, that, that Jalen McDaniels trade was kind of nice. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from Embiid this year. I think one of the my biggest problems with Embiid and pass is just motor, especially in the fourth quarter. He kind of work he he works really hard. That's the thing, um, but he works almost too hard, and he just ends up chucking shots in the fourth quarter, or, or playing sloppily in the fourth quarter. I'm not seeing that a whole lot. I think he's really cleaned it up this year. That's there's a reason why he's one of the MVP favorites. And I like I I agree. I like the 76ers at plus 1200. That's what I have them at. Um, mm-hmm. I also do like the Nuggets plus 750 just because of that Jokic fuck you run, which I'd love to see. Yeah. And I like the Grizz at plus 1600. I just think that it's roster really- is kind of a NBA championship winning roster and they have a really high ceiling if they're really ticking. I don't, I think they're too young, but the ceiling is like exciting. People. Like, obviously you bring your A game to the playoffs, but like whoever is playing them is going to be the biggest, like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And... I'd honestly love to see a Pelicans matchup because I feel like that could just be so much 
back and forth, and it'd be so much fun to see. Like, I guess JJJ would be on Zion triple game, which would be yeah, that would that's a heck of a matchup. Well, I think Jaron would foul out immediately. He already Jaren. has a problem with fouling if if you're playing someone as physical as Zion. That I think that's something that the Grizzlies are gonna have to take a look at in the playoffs is how are you gonna keep Jaron on the floor? Because even now he only plays you know twenty five to twenty eight minutes. He fouls a lot, and he jumps for he jumps for a lot. He's just not yeah. very disciplined. How is that? Uh, I have concerns for that in the playoffs. It's so funny, like his minutes from other say because he's now I think second or third for defensive player of the year in odds, and it's so funny the minutes that everyone else gets there as opposed to him just because and it's not even because of stamina it's not because of cardio it's because he just fouls all yeah. the time but the statistic i mean we're gonna get into fantasy later on but statistics wise just looking at some of jaren's stat lines is just unconscious like the amount of stocks he gets like, like fucking averaging like three and a half blocks two and a half steals on like Less than thirty minutes a night. It's insane. Then he shoots threes as well. He's the per. He's I have him in both of my fantasy leagues, and he's just my darling. Like I, I, I'd trade everything for him. I think he's the best fantasy player to have, just because he dominates. You, you automatically. We'll get into fantasy later. Man cat, man cat. Um, <laughs> another one I like just because I could see like a Donovan Mitchell fuck you. Like they probably should have made a move to take that next step into yeah. the trade deadline, but maybe they just trust Levert, but. Cavs at plus twenty three hundred is like that's kind of nice. That I I didn't actually didn't that, like two thirty back. Like I prefer yeah. them to the Grizzlies. Yeah, like that's not that far fetched. And oh. like say they just got like pissed me off yesterday because it ruined the parlay. But <laughs> they were down like thirty to the seventy sixers in like the first half, and they come back and lose by four. If they don't just fuck up that first half like they're right there with them and like i don't know you you have the twin towers there it's like, it's really just that three spot man it, it's such a shame they didn't do anything about that in the trade deadline i'd love to see what they do in the buyout market i don't know if they have plans to but i you can't be trusting karis lavert with that much or isaac okoro or dean wade or who, who chetty osman is even still in the <laughs> who else is in that oh lamar stevens that's the one yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, we can shift now. Uh, so one of the reasons we want to do this podcast is because if you do DFS enough and do it daily, you become just accustomed to certain players and picking certain players. And for those that don't know how DFS works, you basically have like a set amount of salary. So FanDuel, you have sixty thousand dollars in salary, and you have you can pretty much create whatever roster you want based off of that salary. Better guys have higher salaries. Like a Giannis is at like 12,000 right now. So it's like a fifth of the money. So it's, it's fairly expensive to get him. So it's kind of a high risk, high reward type of situation. Um, and you have two point guards, two shooting guards, two small forwards, two power forwards, and one center position. And you're pretty much, just against the general population and whoever entered that contest. So you're pretty much playing against everyone else. So it's fun from that perspective because you're not, it's not against Vegas. <laughs> it's against people, which I just love. 
and it's an insane dopamine serotonin hit <laughs> straight to the dome like i don't think it's paralleled um yeah the, the way that the the even as you're watching your score these like little green things show up when someone hits a three plus three or they get a steal plus two and a half oh my god yeah oh it's bliss yeah. and like how the scoring works is if you're in the top third you pretty much double your money at least and it kind of goes up exponentially with how you're ranking with the rest of the people in the contest so if you're in that green you're in the top third and that just feels so good in itself and then to see it go up exponentially like i luckily won my first time playing for like two and a half years the other week and i didn't even realize i won i just woke up the next day and it was like unequivocal serotonin <laughs> can't really and it. and the 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 funnest part about playing dfs every day is getting to love certain players who are generally undervalued by by the by the algorithm that decides their salary in general in daily fantasy sports and that that's kind of how you win is fine who who do you think is going to do well against their salary so you know you could pick Giannis, but who is you know guaranteed to have a 70 point game but he's going to cost you a quarter of your salary um kind of how how real life basketball works funny enough but cool. we have a kind of a list of guys that we just love to pick um my <laughs> i love that in this list that you wrote here you, you have tyus mfing jones which yeah. I, he's the he's the yeah. hallmark dfs all-star because yeah. he puts up money he puts up numbers regardless he's a good player in real life yeah. puts up numbers regardless but if joe moran is out and tyus gets 30 minutes my god and he's priced at forty five hundred dollars you better you better fucking that. play him even Devin bain out like he, he yeah. finds value because he, he runs the second unit he gets a bit more minutes he I feel like any of the guys listed here have five times value, which is kind of what you're looking for in terms of doing this, doing DFS. And I think Tyus Jones is the highest. He's like high floor, high ceiling. He's he's just an amazing pick. And I think you can play him regardless, but even so if there's an injury. And shifting as well, I think, who's in the same category, but in the East is a TJ McConnell. I love so if, if McConnell. literally any of the guards are out of the papers, he's just a lock. Because he'll get you two steals. He'll get you two steals and, and four three-pointers. Eight assists and, yeah. and at least two or three three-pointers. And if he's priced at 4,500, which is typically where he's at pre- adjustment to injury because they also readjust them obviously as people get better or they get more minutes whatever but he's typically about that range and he's i remember he had one game didn't he get a triple double with steals last yeah, year maybe maybe that that's so tj mcconnell that it was so it was at least nine and he dropped like 80 fantasy points and his salary was like four thousand like it was like the biggest value discrepancy i think in the history of the of DFS. That's kind of what I love about playing DFS is, and and especially this list that you've made is every person on this list are players that I would want in my team like for real. Like I love TJ McConnell. I love how he plays. I think every championship team could use a TJ McConnell. People like Javon Carter, people like 
Mark Williams, you know, like Kyle Anderson. These are players who contribute regardless of usage rate. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that I'm looking at this list of players that you've put down and being like, I want that guy on my team. So why don't you, why don't you read them off and we could kind of highlight a few that we, we just adore. Yeah, just feel free to hop in whenever you see fit. So <clears throat> we'll just work our way down. We'll get start with the East. And I just try to pick at least one guy from every single team. So we'll start at the Boston Celtics and work our way all the way down to the Pistons. So Al Horford I have here. Celtics is kind of hard because they're all kind of good. Derek White could also fit here. Yeah, I was going to say both um, I, I can't get away from picking Al Horford or Derek. Like they always just end up in my salary range as I'm making a yeah, team. Like they just work. They're like, just there. Sure. Al Horford is guaranteed twenty fantasy points. And if he goes off, it's like forty. And I, yeah. I love that. Derek White too is a fantasy anomaly because he's averaging, I think, point nine blocks a game and maybe a steal a game. So he just gets defensive stats like a mofo. And I love I have him on both my teams as well. I love Derek White. Yeah, no, he's been really, really good, too, with Jalen Brown out. And then Celtics, like, pretty much rested everyone against the Spurs the other day. And him and Brogdon both popped off, and they are both really cheap. So definitely, definitely plays there. Javon Carter, if Giannis is out for whatever reason, he just popped off. It oh. makes no sense to me because there's no correlation with position or anything like that. I could have he's an... always 3,800. I could have an entire podcast about how much I love Javon Carter. If I watch a Bucks game and Drew Holiday's injured, I wouldn't even blink twice. I love Javon Carter. I think he's just such a professional basketball player. And uh, I, I agree with this pick 100%. Certified lunch pail drink. <laughs> yeah. Shows up to work, does his job. <laughs> um, to the Cavs, you got Ricky Rubio and Dean Wade. Love it. Um, Rubio, less so this year, but he's obviously now back from his injury and I think you can play him. He's a pretty high floor, which is kind of what you're looking for with guys like this, with the value plays. Dean Wade, if either of, especially if Mobley and Allen are out, but if either of them are out, and Kevin Love has been just sitting, I think he's getting shopped now. Yeah. Like, they might buy him out. He is just, he just pops off. He just is the best shooter in the nba like it's, it's crazy yeah once every three months dean wade will just have a 50 point performance yeah it's just it's nice to to capitalize on that um to the nets i have cam thomas nick claxton dfs claxton yeah. is just so funny to me because i remember watching highlights of the nets like last year and it was like oh this guy's like getting a lot of minutes he can kind of play and he shot up from like 3500 which is the minimum amount that you can have for salary all the way now he's like 8000 yeah. pretty much every single time and it's and i just one, put him here because it just is so fun i think see. claxton last year was absolutely first team all dfs um, yeah if blake griffin and deandre jordan were out you just play Nick Claxton, plug and play. He'll get you forty because he'll he'll just get a bunch of blocks. Now this year the the market's obviously caught up because Claxton is just getting consistent minutes. But yeah. you know he averages like two point eight blocks a game. He's just an animal. We love Nick Claxton, mm-hmm. and good looking yeah. guy. And Thomas had to add just because the ridiculous forty point outburst. DFS I had here just because he's a darling on the Mavs. Will remains to be seen if that translates over to the Nets, but just had to have him here. And uh. He's always in a price range, 4800 you know? You could always afford Dorian Finney-Smith. And it works, yeah. DFS for DFS. You just have to. Yeah, perfect. 
for the Hawks, I kind of struggled here because I kind of hate their team. Um, <laughs> but I went with Danyeko Kongwu just because if you have, if you can afford the center position, because the thing with DFS is also like only one center position doesn't really make any sense. Mm. Like you should have more flex ability, but so a lot of the lower down guys don't actually get played as much because they only have the center and you kind of want to go with like a Jokic and bead or like a higher end guy. But in Yako Kongu, he's, he's a pretty high floor guy. And yeah. If, if I, if I need to, I'll, I'll slot him in. Yeah. Quentin Grimes, he gets a lot of minutes. Tibbs I'm anti, him. I'm anti Quentin Grimes just because <laughs> the minutes, the points thing, because Tibbs loves Quentin Grimes, but he just doesn't do anything. He just runs around out there. Yeah. Um, Heat, you got Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, pretty much anyone that shoots on their team. Max Truce could be yeah. there. Like anyone, they just sit randomly and you can just play them on a whim sometimes and they'll yeah. they'll get you at least 20, which is what you want from guys in this price range, but they can just pop off and it's it's nice to have them. I love playing Wizards the Heat, have, guys. Yeah. Wizards, I have Denny Avdia, who I hate. He's like the worst. <laughs> The worst player in the NBA, I think. <laughs> I love Denny. Like, but he's just a fantasy darling because he's always within price range. He fluctuates so much because sometimes he just sucks. Sometimes he grabs like 15 boards. Like it's. I've been telling Matt this since we started playing Daily Fantasy. Denny Avdia with minutes produces. He produces. Yeah. If, if Porzingis is out, if Hachimura is out, play Denny Avdia. Yeah, and he never just, believes me. Kyle Kuzma now too, like yeah, Kuz too. Kuz is out. Avdia's luck, which is just so frustrating. Uh, the Raptors, I have Presage Chua and Jakob Pertl. Pertl obviously was up with the Spurs, but he's just a DFS darling. Same thing with Nyeko. It's kind of like the center position is kind of difficult to slot them in, but he's always never more than like 7,000, which never makes sense because his production's always over that. So put him there. Um, for the Bulls, I have Ayo Desunmu. Uh Pacers have a few guys just because they fluctuated so much this year. So I already mentioned McConnell, but Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nemhard, both Canadian boys, shout out them. And then Aaron Neesmith has been pretty good as of the last two months as well. Um, Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner for the uh, Magic. Mari's spoken extensively about how much I play. Him. I play Wagner just out of principle. Yeah. Um, Mark Williams for the Hornets, and I guess with the trade that they just did, they're really committing to the young guys, and so Mark Williams is going to continue to get a lot of minutes. And Nick Richards as well. And honestly, Mason Plumlee the belongs in his conversation had he not been traded, but. Shut up. No, he's not gonna get any. And our favorite player of the whole entire slate, every single slate. So happy can talk about this guy, Isaiah Stewart, big stew. I don't understand what the Pistons are fucking doing by having four centers now. Just let the man cook. You can have him and Jalen Duran. Oh we need all star stew. We love big stew. Big stew. (laughs) Especially last year. My god, he he's won me some money. Just big stew. He's always 4,500 to 5K, and he's just a lock. He'll get you that production at least. <laughs> Love and, that guy. And fight LeBron while he's at it. <laughs> <laughs> he 
You can take him so easily. <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone in the league. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, going to the to the West. Um, again, starting off with the Nuggets and working our way down to the Rockets. Um, to the West, you got Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon. Both, I think, great plays. Both good character guys. And Aaron Gordon's priced a bit more expensive, but if you find the right game for him to play, like he just gets so fired up for certain games. Like anytime they play the Magic, it's like a redemption game for him, and he just goes crazy. And obviously, DFS doesn't account for that. So he's just always about 6,500 to now, I guess, 7,000 pretty much yeah but he's great <laughs> i'd say a year or two ago uh jamichael green as well true <laughs> shout out true, true true rest in peace on the warriors bench now yeah I hate to see it um then we have Tyus jones here um i also think i didn't add these guys but you could have brandon clark or xavier tillman tillman um yeah. xavier well. tillman's the ultimate hand to cuff like if Adams is out, which he has been for some time now. Honestly, Santi Aldama this year, too. Yeah. He's the, He's the new Tillman. Any, any big guy, because JJ just gets fouled out in, like, <laughs> he gets no minutes, and with Adams out, like, it's it's just such a lock. They they need someone to play the bigs, and they're great. Um, Kings, I have Malik Monk and Kevin Herter, both kind of the same person. Yeah. More or less. Um, sounds like I have Josh Kogi, uh, former Minnesota Timberwolves legend, but now on the Phoenix Suns. You could also put Cameron Payne here, I think, too, with CP and Bookout. He just elevates his game and is a facilitator there, but I kind of hate him as a player, so <laughs> I left him out of this list. Yeah. Um, Clippers, I have Avika Zubak. My favorite. Just He's just so. If it works with the center, you don't have to think about it. Yeah, if you have the rest of your lineup, and it's just like, oh, I need fifty-five hundred. Lock. Sometimes I start down at the center. I just play Zubach, and then build my whole roster around it. Just because this the floor is so high for him. And it it makes no sense. He never gets priced up. He's just always right there, and I feel like this Plumley move will really like. It'll maybe decrease his minutes a little bit, but I think that ups his production because he mm. seems to just get gassed in the fourth and he doesn't do anything. But mm. um, Mavs here, I have Kyrie Irving just because he's won me a lot of money recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Max Kleber, he's great, great, great player. Always. I fits. think the reason I think the reason that the Mavs have been just so awful this year in defense is because he's been out most of the year and. Once he gets back, I feel like, look out, honestly. Like, he's a huge difference maker. Dwight Powell, to be honest, he's always, like, 3,900, which is nothing. So if it works, like, he's a good high-floor guy. With the bigs out, and if Powell admits just produces, just because he's such a high-motor player, that he'll, he'll yeah, just get Yeah, he's going to get at least three dunks and probably eight to ten boards. Yeah. That might be and your then, NBA comp, Matt, Dwight Powell. I, think that might be I thought it was more like a Zion Williamson, but like slightly <laughs> less athletic. But <clears throat> a little faster, <laughs> just a tiny bit less. Um, <laughs> then we have Josh Green, who I think is gonna kind of he's just gonna continue to ascend. 
Um, he's still reasonably priced right now. Um, for the Pels, Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy. Have you seen them in the same room together? I haven't. I think they're the same person. Um, <laughs> they're always like the same price too. Herb Jones too, honestly, which yeah, is just hilarious. the three of them. Herb Jones is just more inconsistent, but those two, it's just so funny. Like they just shoot really well and can dunk really well and defend yeah. decently. Najee like, Marshall has been a DFS darling since he entered the league. Since, for sure. Yeah, always just look like, out for That's Najee. how I learned about him. He was just all of a sudden on the Pelicans. I was like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of yeah. dope. <laughs> Uh, then we have Slow Mo for the Timberwolves, who's been great. Well, Cat's been out. Um, the Warriors, they kind of just sit everyone all randomly all the time. And if they do that, a Ty Jerome point guard is a lock. 3,700 is nothing. And <laughs> if you just look at his history, it's just the funniest thing. He just gets no minutes, and then he'll get 30 one game, and he'll really produce. And it's just so funny. He was a good uh, FanDuel guy, too, when he was in OKC. When mm. he, it would be the exact same thing. He wouldn't get minutes, and all of a sudden, he'd get a 30, and then that's 40 points in your bag. And back to the bench. It makes no sense to me. Like, he just must he just must suck. <laughs> and then, like, it's just the other team doesn't prep for him because it'll be the, the second night of a back-to-back. They think they're playing Curry, Poole, and Wiggins. And all of a sudden, they just get tied to Rome. You get national championship player. winner, tied to Rome instead. Did they win? Yeah, he's just the winner. Did Virginia win? Then? I think Virginia won, yeah. <laughs> right? That, yeah. Was a, that was an ugly year. I think that was with the Diakite, like, buzzer beater. That was my least favorite year, I think, ever. Because yeah. I hate, I don't like tied to Rome, but he's that, a fantasy player. That was the uh, DeAndre Hunter versus, what's his name? He's out yeah. of the league now. Uh, Jared Culver. <laughs> Jared Culver. That was an ugly, ugly, ugly final. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we got Dante DiVincenzo, and as much as I hate to admit this, Jordan Poole, because he oh, just geez. produces. Um. For the Thunder, we have Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Lou Dort, um, or at least he should be in the conversation. Uh, Jalen Williams, who has just continued to ascend the Rookie of the Year rankings. He's just he plays so well. Like that Lakers game, um, when LeBron broke the record, which we should do an episode actually. But yeah, I think that's it's past now. It's done now. Jalen Williams is so good at basketball. Yeah. He had like five steals, and he's playing such high motor. He's like such a good compliment to SGA there. Very physical guard. Yeah, and then last one for the Thunder is Kendrick Williams and. Same exact boat, I'd say, as Najee Marshall. He was yeah. just all of a sudden there, and he just produces. DFS players, DFS players have been Kenrich Williams and Najee Marshall fans before they were like actual role players. Even known, yeah. Even known. I I only yeah. again I only discovered those two players from DFS. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, I guess you're projected to have how much today? Okay, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um. For the Jazz, they kind of shift. They've traded a lot, so I just had Jordan Clarkson here because if you're kind of in this price range, he has a really high floor and he's pretty solid. I like Kelly Olynyk for the Jazz. I I find they right. never really yeah. they don't really elevate his his uh his price ever. He's always in the fifty seven hundred range. True. A uh, pretty high floor and uh, he and pretty high ceiling as well. I like Kelly Olynyk. True. Honestly, Walker Kessler too, and I feel like 
with the Vanderbilt minutes, he's just going to continue to get more and more. And yeah, Olenek sits out for any bit of time. Could be there. Um, Trailblazers have Anthony Simons just because, again, I didn't really know who to put. Yeah, with Dame out, good play. I, yeah, good I play. I like Nasir Little here. True. Exactly the same boat, I think, as, as yeah. the other two. Or uh, um, last year's Zach Collins when Nurk was out was always a good play. Honestly, actually, now that I think about it, Drew Eubanks is a good play. Yeah, that's the one. Drew Eubanks. Yeah, he just has this hook. <laughs> I don't know. I watched this video just, like, randomly, and um, it was just about Drew Eubanks in the Australian League. Yeah. And he was just unstoppable with this hook. Like he was, he was their version of Kareem. And it's the funniest thing because he's an undersized big. He just floats it higher, so it's a higher arc, and it's yeah. just unguardable. And it's so funny to me. I always love these good Australian, like the Jock Landales of the world, and the Dream. Yeah, like they're good. they're good players. Yeah, good, good players. Um, for the Lakers, I have Jared Vanderbilt. Fantasy darling. Um, he's just been hopped around lately. Um, we really good on the T Wolves. I feel like that was probably his peak. We'll see how he meshes here in terms of like production from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, he has the defensive prowess, but we will see. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, because honestly, if Russ was out, he was just a lock. He, he's done really well this year. And then D'Lo, because this is a contract year, and he's decided to start playing well again. And honestly, like, I was playing him pretty much every single time I could. I hate year. playing the Lakers. I, I hate this game time decision tag that LeBron and AD always carry, and they always oh end up playing gosh, yeah. until they end up not playing. It's it's just the worst. I've and just had the like, worst luck with that, too, the last week, especially, and it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's like... Pick a lane. Just be probable or doubtful. Why yeah, that's all I need. Why dead center? You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the Spurs, I have Malachi Branham. Um, he's listed on DFS for small forward for whatever reason, but he's their point guard. <laughs> they I like uh, Jeremy Sohan here, personally. Yeah. Uh, a little inconsistent. He said Zach right. Collins could also, I think, if he's if he's healthy. Yeah, and now no hurdle, so all those minutes just go to him, and they don't really care. So yeah, go to him. Um, and then for the Rocks, I have Terry Eason, who's yeah. just been a great late round rookie, late first round rookie, who's kind of panned out for them. So that rounds out the uh, Fanduel darlings. Unless you have anything else you wanted to add? Well, I, there's a tons of stuff you could talk with Fanduel too. I play with my girlfriend, and Kate loves to to just pick just like, and she wins. The, the, she has a better record than I do. And she just picks based like, like it, it's so funny because she'll go into game log and scroll and like actually see like oh who's playing well who's playing well and she'd ask like why didn't you play well this game like da, da, da. but it's complete <laughs> luck right it's complete like at face value like she she picks Kelly Olenek a lot because he looks funny and I tell him that I tell her that she's he's from Kelowna and he's like oh Kelowna mm-hmm. I love Kelowna let me play Kelowna or like good looking yeah. players that he likes you know she 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 tends to look at. Uh, for guys like Rory Hachimura, or actually, uh, attractive all all attractive uh, NBA lists. A lot of those were catered towards my girlfriend's right. taste as well, um, <laughs> which is always funny because she's better than me there. I think another thing with DFS is the stayaways. I think there's a lot of players who I just refuse, like Jalen Green. I just won't play. I I, I just the thing don't like him. Know, is his uh, 
his price just kind of goes down. Like if he's yeah. below, if he's below, he was six seven sixty seven hundred the other day. It's like I have to play you, but I hate this. Below seven thousand, you have to play him, but you'll like shit yourself for it. Like you're just scared, yeah, because you could just put yeah. up a dud. Yeah, like I hate as much as I love Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. I hate playing them. They're so. Wildly yeah, I agree. Consistent. I agree. Like they can be, they're they'll play the game really well from like a game footage perspective, but from a fantasy production perspective, it's rough. Uh, Andrew Wiggins from... screws me constantly. Yeah, Andrew uh, Wiggins. Alexi Pokusevsky screwed me way too many times. He's awful. He's awful. Like, oh, I yeah. think the Thunder surge is in a large result to him not not playing. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just part of the tank. They they drafted him to tank, which is a hilarious kind of mission yeah. statement for the Thunder. I think uh, Jimmy Butler is very frustrating because he'll. He'll get six. He's the only guy that's priced below eighty five hundred pretty consistently, but can just drop sixty to seventy points, which is insane yeah. from a from a night perspective. Um, yeah, that's well, that's on the other good side. Of, the good side of it, or the good deals, like who who do you get when you're when you're mm-hmm. uh, you see their price? Like I, I like Jimmy Butler at eighty eight hundred. If I see Jimmy Butler eighty eight hundred, I'll get him. I like Steph Curry under ten k. So Steph at ninety six, I'm getting him. Mm. Um, for me, yeah, SGA, yeah, SGA, SGA. like ten two. I'm getting him. Uh, um, Giannis under twelve or Luca under twelve. To be honest, or Jokic under. I don't like playing Luca. I don't like playing Luca at all. The only thing this year is floor is just so ridiculously high. If he doesn't get hurt, yeah, like he's going to get fifty five to sixty. He'll get you his value. Just a lot it's of money. Just, like of of all those yeah. lock guys, for me it's Giannis who who always like never screws me. Above yeah. the eleven thousand today for the first time in a while, and he just gets hurt. It's so funny. Yikes! Yikes! Bad luck. Sorry, Giannis, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, I like Sabonis. I was gonna say Fox, Sabonis. Honestly, like b- below ninety five, Fox below nine. Yeah. Honestly, even eighty seven hundred. Um. Interesting. I love these Cavs guards. Uh, yeah, Garland yeah. at sub seventy eight, and Mitchell anywhere in eight thousand, I'll, I'll probably grab because he gets up he, to ten thousand sometimes. Like low eight, yeah, he's low eight thousand typically. Yeah, for whatever reason, I have Drew Holiday like high sevens. He's an yeah. all star now, so maybe that <laughs> propels him forward a bit more. Jalen Brown sub eight eight thousand. He's, all, yeah. he's always a pretty good bet. Um, Jalen Brunson this year below seventy nine hundred because he's just been going crazy. As soon as yeah. he is like, <laughs> you're not an all star. He just went nuts. Um, one guy I don't like playing is Tatum above eleven k. He always finds a way to screw me. He always finds a way to screw me. You you just hate Tatum. I just think he's the most overrated player ever. Yeah. Who who are the who are the best like, who are the best two players in the NBA right now, Matt? The best two? Yeah, I I know you have two that you just adore, and you always say is the best player in the league. Yeah, I think Clay Thompson <laughs> kind of figured it out, and Lou Dort. Clay's gonna figure it out. Clay Clay's gonna figure it out. He's figured it out, dude. He's back. He dropped like forty the other night. Clay is not back, dude. Dude, he's him. <laughs> he's 
<clears throat> Are you gonna do um FanDuel for the for the also game? I don't know. I, I so it's like, hard to predict. Okay, but we can so that kind of wraps up, I think, our DFS. And we really wanted to talk about the All Star game betting odds just because it's the funniest. It's the funniest thing because nothing matters really. Yeah. And these odds are just the most insane thing ever. Um, it's kind of like the Gatorade dumping on the coach for the Super Bowl, but every single event <laughs> that's on yeah. NBL so weekend, you could it'd be comparable to. So, I love All Star um, Weekend, and I I think they could that. do a better job. I think we need more events. I love what the NFL's done. I, I sent Matt a video of <laughs> they did a longest drive. You should. Everyone listening to the pod right now should go listen to the NFL, watch the NFL longest drive video they did for All Star Weekend. It is our Pro Bowl weekend. It is so funny. It is so funny. It is like the, I think, the funniest sports video I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Who is Just it that the, went high and right? Matthew, Matthew Judon. Judon, yeah. <laughs> high, and, high and right. They do intros, but so before they drive the ball, they they'll do an intro of themselves. So he goes, Matthew it's like, Judon. It's like their college thing. Exactly. That they always do, except they have a little motto that they say. <laughs> Justin like, Tucker. Yeah. Justin Tucker, like long, long ball kicker, high ball drinker, drinker. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Just it's a perfect video. Go watch if you're a sports fan. Go watch it. And I wish the NBA would do stuff like that. Like maybe they could have a field goal contest or a longest yeah, drive like, or something they, like, like that. Curry loves golf. Like it's definitely yeah. a realistic thing. Just have some fun, man. Like the NFL, like they have a, their biggest game is the dodgeball game. And it's so much fun. I, I watch all of the Pro Bowl stuff. There's so much fun. I, I like what they're doing with the skills challenge. Because I, I love the skills challenge. People always shit on the skills challenge. I love the skills challenge because they have fun. They actually try to compete there. Because nobody, you know, people just aren't competing in NBA All-Star Weekend. I want to see some hilarious competitive things. Dodgeball! No one's going to get hurt yeah, playing dodgeball. Yeah, and like kind of going back to the skills challenge, it's great now that they do the bigs and the guards. Like, that's so fun. And the, the bigs seem to just win it all the time. Which yeah. Is hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Just to show how, like, skilled they really are. So... Yeah, uh, do you want to just go into the odds for that? Yeah, this, you, actually, yeah, the skill challenge. You know what? I put money on the Antetokounmpo is winning. I didn't know that they're competing against this year. I know they competed last year, um, but I watched... Uh, All three? Yeah, the three <laughs> of them did. The Antetokounmpo is... Uh, they, they competed last year, and they didn't win. I think it was Team Cleveland who won. Um, but they try. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people in in you know they're dribbling around the pylons. They kind of relax about it. The intended group was they try, and you you know them. You know they're they're competitive guys. I love seeing it, and I think they could do it. I think they're actually gonna try and 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 go win it. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I think three point contest is another one that's a lot of fun. Um, and. There's no Clay. There's no Steph this year. There's no Josh Green. There's no Utah Watanabe. They don't have the they don't have the premier shooters this year. And they have Julius Randle, dude. What is he doing on yeah, the slate? I don't know. He's a late addition, to be fair, but it makes absolutely no sense to me. And so the one I actually really like in this, like, that's not the favorite because I think Heald is just such a surefire like. Even just heel to make it to the finals, I think it's plus yeah. 
150. Yeah. Um, just because he's such catch and release kind of guy. But I think a Kevin Herter could make yeah. some noise. And I think he's actually really going to try. And he's just gotten so – he's improved so much this year. And I, I'm excited to see. And at plus 550, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like Lowry Marketing as well. I'm just thinking of guys who will try. I, I don't love that his release is fairly slow. I think really the favorite here should be Dame um, because he is it, someone who also gives a fuck. Dame, I think. Yeah. Uh, Buddy has done this before, so he has the experience behind him. I'd, I'd be worried about someone like Herter, who I don't believe has ever done it before. Um, Tatum's done before as well. Um, I will be cheering for my Kings and former King Tyrese Halliburton um, and, and Kevin Herter as well. So I'm going to put some money on both of those guys, but I really think the the real the real value bet here is Dame at 425. Yeah. I think Lowry to make the finals too could be fun because it's in Salt Lake City, so yeah. you got the home crowd behind him. He's a young guy. going to perform. Um, for the dunk contest, firstly, I I hate that Shaden Sharp dropped out. I was yeah. so excited. I was so excited for the first time in a in a while for the dunk contest, and I was uh, genuinely just so looking forward to it. And then dropped out last minute to focus on the Portland Trailblazers season. Ugh. Like, I Come don't. Come on, man. It's a joke. That, that that's why I hate. I that's what I hate. I I had already had a rant about this in a previous episode, but what a disappointment and now you know a g leaguer is the odds on favorite i think he actually has minus odds now he's like minus 150 to win mac mcclung what who will put on a show to be fair but all six foot two of him won't be as exciting as seeing someone like shaden sharp get on the floor yeah and i just it's so frustrating because like say you have a save jaw and shaden sharp and literally anyone else yeah that would be so much fun and i don't i just I know, yeah, we ranted about this before. You specifically had like a 10 minute <laughs> LeBron rant. It's just so frustrating as a fan because I don't know if I was in that position, if I could jump 45 inches, why not have everyone talking about you forever? Like, we're still talking about the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine done. I 100% like, agree. Like 10 years ago, like it's eight years ago, but it's just so frustrating and I, I don't understand. That being said, um, with this lineup, we have Matt McClung, KJ Martin, Jericho Sims, who I actually texted recently is just the perfect name for a guy. Like, you, you, you hear Jericho Sims, you know exactly what you're getting. Like, yeah. if you've never seen him play, just think about what you'd think Jericho Sims would play. Like, he's a big yeah, seven player. And picture him. Jericho Sims, you got it. Does he have, you got it. Does he have an afro? <laughs> yeah, he does. Could he jump he really does. high? Is he massive? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, and Trey Murphy, uh, who also has a fitting name, um, being Trey Murphy the third, and is a really good three point shooter. But for me, uh, it's KJ Martin here. Plus two fifty is my is my favorite to win. I don't think he has the bounce that the other guys do, but I think he's kind of got the in air acrobatic athleticism, and uh, mm-hmm. take after his dad. And I think I don't think if Kmart won, I don't think he won one, but he he's competed in it for sure. Yeah. And like, there's definitely going to be some jersey swapping there. And- Oh yeah, what if Kmart's at the at the dunk contest? I never thought about that. Yeah, so he's gonna be fired up. I like that too. I, yeah. I think he's uh, he'd be my bet. Uh, MVP. Even though I pretty much like love any of them to win, they're yeah. all like good, good stories, good young players. Like 
even the G League, like as frustrating as it is, and I hope it doesn't open a window to it just being a G League dunk contest going forward. Like Mac McClung's mixtape, like I've watched that so many times before. So gross. Like it's so exciting to like see him be able to succeed and he's committed to his dream and go off. That dude's an like, athlete. That dude is an athlete. athlete. He should play football. McClung. He should play football. My God. Unguardable. 6'2 with that athletic. Put him at slot. Good God. Um, um, also MVP. Who who's gonna? I I love LeBron here. I love LeBron here. Really? I don't think the odds are that good, but this is you know this is a record breaking year for him. This is a great way for him to turn around the Lakers season. <laughs> <laughs> Win the All Star Game MVP. Yeah, I I guess yeah, like if there's not there, so why not? I I really like Donovan Mitchell here, just because it's back in Utah. He has. He has that fire in him. He's very. That's true. true. Plus 1,400. He's also a starter, I think. He's probably once with the Jazz. I'm not 100% sure on this. But he's a starter this year. He's going to get the minutes. He's. I don't know. I I, I just think. The game translates well for him. He always shows out. Like the rookie challenge, he was good there. He's always done well. And it's plus 1,400, which I really don't get at all and I kind of love it. like he's kind of that guy especially this year so yeah. i kind of really like he'd be my one to play even though this one is like the biggest toss-up i think that exists yeah um and yeah no i think like i think he's the one for me even sga plus 2000 i just don't know if he'd get the minutes is all i don't think he will i don't think he will Young Buck. But is he going to start now with Curry out? Yeah, who is starting? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like... Kyrie. Oh, no, Kyrie's on the east, right? Right, That's so a good question. From the west, I, I love Donovan Mitchell. At, at, that, at, that, at those odds, I think I'm going to get that. Yeah. Plus 1,400. I'm going to make some money this weekend. I didn't realize. He's so rich on this season. Yeah, oh my god. Should I parlay all of them? Mitchell to win, KJ Martin to win, Antenna Kumpo's to win, and then oh, the three point contest is tough. I, I, I don't. Dame. There you go, yeah. Because the Bet365 boost that it just had, like, oh, here's make 30% more. Easy. For no reason. Sure. Just because you have the app. Yeah, okay, thanks. I, I'm sure um, that the math is actually right there and that they're actually screwing us for money. I, I'm certain of it. But. <laughs> That user experience is crazy. Yeah, they make me feel good. They really know. They they really know what they're doing. These betting apps. That's why you do it. This is why we um, play. I think that just about wraps up everything that we wanted to touch on. Unless was there anything else? No, I'm excited to watch uh, All Star Weekend, and I'm I'm excited to uh, kind of review this with the team. I hope you guys tune in as well. Hoping that uh maybe we could get to. Oh no, you're away, aren't you? Anyway. Hoping that we could find some time to at least watch an event or two together, just because it's exciting. I always love watching the stars be kids and just have fun playing the sport, or not playing the sport, just being together in one place. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so for the sixteenth episode, I think we're really just right. Seventeen, maybe now. Yeah, we're doing a good job of this. And thanks for following along, guys. Follow along, all the fans.
all 17 hours of this. Yes, sir. Um, we worked really hard <laughs> at our craft. And we, we really appreciate it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in again. Unfortunately, again, no Justin, but I'm sure he's going to have a great move over and watch we'll an in person podcast next week. In person. You've heard it here first. Heard it here first. Maybe a video <laughs> segment? Maybe. You guys don't know what we look like. Yeah. I shaved my yeah. head. You don't even know that. <laughs> Some fans. Some fans. Don't take that to heart. No, yeah. Keep listening. Yeah. Uh, we, we um, you you're what keeps us going. Um, but yeah, with that, I think that wraps up about, just about wraps up the 17th episode. Uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah.